Welcome back. We're here for another episode of the Marty and Mandate at Bugsy's. We're uh, back after about a little two-week hiatus here. Uh, one of us uh, in this group of two uh, decided to take a vacation for his birthday. He'll, he'll, his name will go unmentioned, but uh, he is back. His, uh, his name is John Fitch, my co-host. As always, John, how are we doing? <laughs> well, there's two of us, and I sure as hell don't take vacations to go home for my birthday because I live in Rhode Island. So I think it's, you know, if so facto, it's, uh, it's you know, simple math right there. Something I'm not good at normally, but, you know, give me some, give me some credit, John. So, yeah, we're back for another episode, episode eight. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, the tournament is in full swing. It's a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of, we're down to four now. We had to uh, record a little bit later today because we were finishing off watching an excellent Duke and Kansas matchup that went to overtime, which is a very fun game to watch. Yeah, if you missed out, I'm very sorry because it was just a blast. I don't care. You don't have to like either of the teams. It was good. It was just good, solid basketball. So um, what do you say, John? Let's jump right into this to the final four teams and uh, kind of go over them with, of course, everyone's favorite, if you've been watching the tournament, Loyola Chicago. What a run, man, they're yeah, having. I'm pretty sure they've just had more run than they've only lost once since like January 7th or January 17th or something like that. Which is remarkable. Yeah, they're kind of phenomenal basketball. They're 31 and 5 on the year. So they're a really good basketball team. They deserve to be here. But at the same time, they're Oh, yeah, absolutely. So so listen to the, the teams that they've beaten in the tournament so far Miami. Which, you know, a 6-11 and 11 matchup, you kind of figure that's yeah. typical for an upset. You can see that there, okay? But then they played Tennessee and beat Tennessee by a point, which Tennessee is a very good team. They were a very good team all year, and they deserve that number three seed in, in their spot of uh, the tournament. Right, exactly. And then they played Nevada, who was a seventh seed, uh, and they won by one point there. And then they played Kansas State, and that's how we got to where we are now at the Final Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, every, every team that you know, has a team destiny has kind of a little bit of a ball. I think with Loyola, they didn't have to run to Cincinnati, who was a phenomenal team. Or Virginia. They didn't have to run to Virginia, who was the number one team in the country. They didn't have to run to Kentucky or Arizona. <laughs> If, if that's not luck, I don't know what is. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I don't understand why Arkansas can never get that lucky in, in any tournament yeah, ever. But that's that's very true. But I think the biggest thing for me as a fan is the whole Sister Jean movement. Who you know, it was that it was the nun <laughs> that's associated the with the school. Yeah. Excuse me, the chaplain. Yeah. Who's the chaplain? Nun. But yeah. she, yeah, she is a nun. But it's just great to hear her little post-game press conferences and everything for herself. There's this little old lady in a wheelchair, and she's just doing her thing. And apparently they're going to get a bobblehead uh, doll for her maid. John, have you ordered yours? I'm curious. I mean, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little tempted to order my bobblehead doll. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, just, I think so. I think so. We should just stick it on Jordan's desk, make him look at it every day. I think that'd be funny. I think that'd be great. But, yeah, so Loyola Chicago, they are going to play a very, very hot Michigan team. Very hot. Yeah. Yeah, and they uh, blew open our predictions because you and I both had Houston beating Michigan in, uh, in the second round. So. <laughs> I was so excited about that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
That was big. Which is unfortunate because you hate to see the Cinderella story come to an end, especially when they've gone so far. But at the same time, Michigan's a very good team, and I wouldn't expect them to lose this game. I think if you look at the teams they have played, this is the most real team that they that Loyola Chicago is going to have run into. And because of that, it, I wouldn't expect them to get blown out per se, but I can't see them pulling out the W. I, I feel a bit shocked at the end. It's just yeah. one of those things where um, you know, you've got to be able 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 to yeah, I hope they got a big stone to throw at the forehead yeah, of that this, giant. This, this guy is, you know, is a machine right now, so. Yeah, they are. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I can concur on that thought. Um, Next up, we go to the other side of the bracket. We have uh, Villanova, uh, number one seed, and they're going to take on Kansas. But uh, Villanova's actually played a couple of good games in the tournament so far. Yeah, yeah. They've been, they've been pretty uh, – they've beaten some pretty solid teams pretty silent. They took care of them after the first one. They beat all the in the second half of the contest. Yeah. And, yeah. So. Absolutely, and they're going to be taking on a uh, Kansas team, which had – that was the game we were just discussing uh, mm-hmm. that went to overtime. That was a phenomenal matchup right there between Kansas and Duke, and Kansas really had to fight for that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, that was a war. It was exactly what you want out of a matchup that features two robots like Kansas and Duke. Yeah. So, you know, Kansas has been, been pretty up and down. And you can, a lot of people are saying this is going to be the one sixteen matchup, so it's going to be an upset. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing the ball very solid, they have, you know, Angel Bell, Bobby, and uh, Kitty Clarence, and Bobby Barry, and Steve, and Steve, and Steve, and Steve, and Steve, and Yep, and all credit to him. I mean, you know, this is pretty interesting. I didn't expect there to be any one versus one matchup, seated yeah, matchups, yeah. to be honest with, with you. Yeah, with, with the craziness of this tournament, it's, it's, it seems crazy that there's a one on one matchup and involved. No. But hey, that's a testament to both teams, both yeah. coaching staffs, and you know just the players in general. Indeed. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun for sure. I think first game is uh, tipping off 509 Central Time, uh, 609 Eastern, uh, and that's gonna be the uh, excuse me the Loyola Chicago Michigan game. Mm-hmm. That one's gonna be on TBS, and I think the one after that is gonna be obviously the one after that would be Villanova and Kansas, awesome. and yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to the final four 
It's going to be a fun weekend for sure. Um, Definitely. So going over the – like looking at the big picture though and kind of a recap, I, I think uh, what, what would you say some of the biggest upsets without a doubt are on this one, John? I Obviously, Virginia losing to UMBC is probably the biggest is, one right the there. The biggest upset Ever. In the history of <laughs> In the history of the first round of college basketball. Yep. I wouldn't say it's the biggest upset in the history of college basketball. I'm to do some research. I feel like. Just well, because, no, no just number one's never lost to a well, 16. Yeah, number one's never lost to a 16, but I feel like UMBC is a little overseeing. They have been bigger day before I had Virginia had a, had a week in this, and my brother pointed this out when they were out over at home, and uh, we were discussing over it. If Virginia doesn't score, um, you know, they, they play a style of basketball where they are required to to lock you down to win. And UMBC exposed um, Virginia's defense. They were able to get to the paint, and they were the better team on uh, on that night. And it was just it was wild to see. I think I don't think this is the, the most monumental upset. I do think this is the most impressive upset, just because UMBC beat the number one team in the country by twenty. Yeah. And it's and, and, Oh, they, yeah, they I, smacked I, him around. Yeah, I'm, I'm not lost for words, but you know, that, that was a big game. And UMBC went out and had a second in the second round uh, against Kansas State. Yeah, but you know what? They still get they still get to put their name in the history books as being the first 16 to beat a one seed in the NCAA tournament. So good for them. Uh, next was next shocking, I thought, in that first round was Arizona losing to Buffalo. And, uh, hmm. I think somebody. I think somebody here brought that up. Maybe. I did bring that up. Uh, you brought that up. Yeah. Thank you. I did bring it up. Demons. Yeah. Oh, they did. Well, they look like crap. I mean, that's. <laughs> oh, they did. That was that was pretty. I was happy with it because that's what I picked and that's what I called. Um, but that was the only thing I got right in this entire tournament, it seems like, <laughs> honestly. Um, you know, moving on now to the next to the round of 32, there was uh, North Carolina beat uh, was beaten by Texas A&M, as we alluded to before. And I that was extremely shocking to me because I did not call that, though. You did call that. Yeah, I know. And you also called that they were going to sneak by past Providence, and they did, and then they're going to beat UNC. So yeah, you, yes. your bracket's better. I'm not denying that, John. I get well, it. Well, my bracket's better, but you don't have to say that to me. Yeah, uh, AM played as the top five team they were, you know, at the beginning of the year. They had, you know, uh, Robert Williams and Tyler Davis down low and just absolutely pummeled. You can see on the glass. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it was, it was like, basically. It, it, it showed up and showed out, and it, it was uh, an impressive showing by it. Um, but yeah, I think that has a potential upset. Um, I think the Carolina wasn't as good as they have in the past. And they, yeah. The number team that was going to win the national championship in the year, or maybe like a, you know, a national championship or a final four. I think they would have been, they, they, had, they were the, the weakest two seed out of all the two seeds there. I'll give you that. 
Uh, I'll give you that. Looking at the list, that's that's fair. That's a fair point. Um, next, the last one I've got kind of on the list here, I would say, was Michigan State losing to Syracuse. But Syracuse was hot. They had to fight to be in it, and you know they they had they exploited Michigan State. They did. And they did. That's not Michigan State's game. They're not, they're not a team that should live and die by anything. They're a yeah. powerful addition slash cut to the basket. And they didn't do that. And Syracuse's defense didn't allow them to do that. So I talked to Syracuse already in the Sweet 16 run. You know, they were eliminated a couple days ago by Duke in the Sweet 16. But yeah. it was still a still great round for, for a Syracuse team that they thought they deserved to be in the tournament at all. Yep, I would agree. Uh, I, would, I, would I, agree. I have to bring one more. And this is a little bit random, but. Marshall. Oh, yeah. Wichita State. Yep, the Shockers. The Shockers, yes. Uh, What what, what really irks me, not really irks me, but I I don't know, surprises me, is the fact that Wichita State moved over from the Missouri Valley Conference Mm -hmm. to um, the American Conference this year to get that higher seat because they feel like they've been underseated. And many times in the past. Whoops. and they get that number four seed this year, and we're like, man, they, this team can make a run. You know, they, they match up well with Marshall, they match up well with West Virginia. Um, who knows in the 16 game of Villanova. And, you know, they go out and get beat by Marshall in the first round. So the move itself works because you got a high seed. But, man, if you're a high seed, you, you're going to be getting everybody's best. So you're going to get that. They didn't play next time you're going yeah, well, let's I and mean, who knows that they'll give them that high of a seat next year if they sure. make it back. I mean, it's yeah. obviously going to vary from year to year, but definitely. So that's, you know, those are the biggest upsets we've seen, obviously, so far. And uh, pretty interesting stuff. Like we said, next week, final four matchups will be on Saturday. If you need me, I'll personally be uh, at here at my local watering hole known as Bugsy, sipping on a couple of adult beverages and, uh, you know, enjoying the games because there's going to be some great basketball. So uh, feel free to swing by and say hi to me here. But uh, looking over, you know, we've talked a lot about basketball, obviously, in the last uh, few episodes, rightfully so, with the, you know, um, with the NCAA tournament happening. Uh, as far as professional basketball, there's not a whole lot to update you on because it's no, it's the exact the, same state. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that's true. That's huge. That is huge. And then Kyrie Irving up in the Celtics, he's going to be out for at least two to three weeks. They're saying reports from their non-invasive surgery on his knee. So. I don't know. I, you know, I, it's all invasive. This is my personal space, and you're going to lop something open and like you know start poking me. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You'll have to call. You got any like medical friends or anything like that? You can call and ask. I mean, that's that that's gonna bother me now. You're right. Hey, that, hey, if anybody is a, a medical fiend, please choose to text or call and update us on uh, whether how surgery can be considered John, I think if you're a medical fiend, you're called a psychopath, and you're probably okay, cutting people well, open. So you know, I. I so how about exactly. I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, we'll. We're going to start off with the NFL because we have a lot of big free agency news to go over since we didn't the last time. But, uh, you know, trade deadlines have passed and everything, and there are a lot of players being picked up. So uh, the first, the biggest one that falls on the list, and I know, John, you agree with me on this, was the whole Kirk Cousins deal. Where was he going to go? We had narrowed it down to about three or four teams. 
we're thinking Denver, Arizona, Minnesota, or New York Jets possibly. Well, he ended up landing in Minnesota. In Minnesota. In yeah. Minnesota. So I hope he enjoys the cold because it's going to suck. It's going to be bitterly cold up there in Minnesota. I know they're playing indoors, but um, that should be that should be a fun one for sure uh, to see him. He's going to do – I think he'll do well there. I think with what they've got coming back and, you know, some of the other smaller moves, shall we say, that they've made, they're, they're definitely a team that could uh, make a run for the NL. Yeah, I think they're a team that's been very, very – did you just say the NL? I'm sorry, yeah. The, oh, wow. The NFC, holy crap. Oh, my God. I'm not thinking baseball. It's opening <laughs> opening day this week. Oh, cool. Yeah, the best team the yeah, or kiss the ring. I get it. No, I, I understand that. But he's definitely got a better shot at Minnesota than he did with the Redskins. Absolutely. I think we'll see bits and spurts of that for sure. Uh, but keeping it in the north, the Packers uh, did not attempt to re-sign Jordy Nelson. And, oh, excuse me, they cut him to uh, save some money. And he ends up going out to Oakland, and I just – I don't like it either. I don't. Uh, well, and it's not that he's all. Oh, it's just it. It's the Raiders. Oh, I guess I. Ugh, that black and silver crap. It's just awful looking. And I, I just I don't. I don't even know if I want to think about picking him up for my fantasy team this year. If I, I not 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 now he's at the 49ers. No way. Yep. No. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was a better fit in Oakland for sure. <laughs> but. Uh, speaking of Crabtree, he goes over to the Ravens. I don't know if I call him a lead. Yeah, I, I'd say. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a strong supporting cast member. I wouldn't call him a lead. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And that's at, at least to, you know, for Crabtree, he's going where he's got a good quarterback. Um, you know, because Flacco, I still kind of think he's a pompous ass. But, I mean, at the same time, he begged for all that money after he won the one Super Bowl. But uh, I don't – to be the highest-paid quarterback, I don't know if he was that. 
Yes, he is. That's absolutely true. So, but he does have a de- he he's got a good arm and he can sling the rock where he wants to. It seems like for the most part, and I, I think Crabtree will do well there. Yeah, I do. I also think the Reds have a lot more points than just receiving four anyway. Yeah. And who knows if Crabtree will be there in a few years by the time they get relevant again. So, uh, On the defensive side, one of the bigger things we saw this year was Richard Sherman going to the 49ers. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. But I love I, I love the motivation to go to the 49ers because there were this list of teams he was looking into, which um, Richard Sherman represents himself. He's his own agent, which I think is impressive. Yeah, I mean, I know he's a genius. I know he's a very smart guy. Well, I know, but he's no. In general, he's just he's got a very he's got a very high IQ. I will give him that. He's he's very articulate. He's good with his words. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to explain that one to me a little bit later because obviously I'm not with the young kids these days. But um, you know, I digress. I would think that you know Sherman is. Uh, what I love about this move, though, for Sherman mainly is the fact that he gets to play the Seahawks twice a year, and that was the 49ers' biggest incentive to like try and get him to come down there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every single game he plays with a chip on his shoulder, it seems like. There you go. He's going to be badass when he does get into it. So, um, But, the, yeah. Yep. Cardinals. Uh, Houston's gonna have such a nasty defense. I know, but that's what I mean. Like that, you you add the honey badger into this mix. Ooh, you better watch out. And Deshaun Watson's gonna be healthy this year, hopefully. I mean, like, <laughs> oh my goodness. I, Watch out! Yeah, watch out! Watch out for the Houston uh, uh, Texans. I'm not surprised by that in the sense that he's got some character issues that uh, you know come up. He's a thug. Okay, you know, I'm just going to say it. He's a fucking thug. That's what he is. I've never liked Ndamukong Sue. I think he's a scumbag, trash human being. I think he's a dirty player. I don't like him. He's a good player. He's a good football player. Yeah, well. The Jets actually rescinded his contract today. Well, good for the Jets. That's the only decent move they've ever made, I think. They finally pulled their heads out of their asses. Good for them. It's about damn time. You you use that word lightly, I hope, because you know the Browns are a team, but they're they've been a trash team for so long. <laughs> 
organizations. There you go. That's that's a better way of phrasing this next part we're going to talk about. But there you go. Okay. All right. I didn't know that. All all I know is a couple weeks ago when we were talking in the office, my phone kept going off because there was a trade here and a trade there and a trade there, and it was just like four or five in a row that the Browns were making within like a day spirit uh, like span. <laughs> it was this sick. It was. Uh, yeah, it was it was about the day before, a uh, day or two before St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. That's just insane. Yeah, and I, I think personally they'd be with their first overall pick if they don't pick Saquon Barkley because you have the fourth pick coming up after that. If they don't pick Barkley, they're out of their minds because that is a franchise player right there. Well, I would say if, if you have a quarterback that you love, and then you take Barkley at four. I don't think I don't think Barkley will be on the board at four. You think the Giants draft him? I could see. I could see. I could see the Giants trying to draft him. I don't think the Giants draft him. Nah, well, they're not going to find it. So, and besides, you really—I don't think you really want your next Eli Manning guy who, like, you know, chokes half the time anyway. So. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not the No, the Broncos are the fifth pick, I think. I don't know. I, okay. Yes. I don't know. I, I just – the problem is do you run into – funny you brought up Eli Manning, though, because if you're the Browns, maybe you run into another Eli Manning scenario where the quarterback you pick doesn't want to go there. Maybe. Okay. But you also think about it. So if you pick Sam one and the Giants and the Jets want to pick quarterbacks, you don't have the quarterback that you want. You get the last one and they're supposed to have top tier. You're still getting a top tier quarterback. You're still getting the guy that you want. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll if you're Sam Darnold, you're wiping the sweat off your forehead and saying, thank God. <laughs> okay, well, you know me. I'm an old school power backfield kind of guy anyway, so I'm taking the running back, but that's why they don't pay me millions of dollars. <laughs> 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to run 40 times a game. I mean, I'm going to play a lot of play action there. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? No, okay. You want Sa Saquon Barkley is like a damn brick wall. I would love to see someone just like keep constantly hitting that man. He is a freight train. Yeah, well, you know, maybe Cleveland should start working on their offensive line again, too. Yeah. No, we'll see. Either way, they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, so all of this is like, you know, in vain anyway. But I actually don't know why my debate internally is whether they'll end up being last in the entire NFL this year or not. Yeah. My money's my money's on the jet uh, on the Jets being worse than the Browns this year. <laughs> if I had to pick, if I had to pick, I would I would pick the Jets to be worse than the Cleveland Browns this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they had a losers parade up there in Cleveland. No, not the second. It's more than that. Really? I thought there had been. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about in back to back years. No? No, that's awesome. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> why don't Why don't I look that one up while you uh, you head into uh, our next favorite section of Fitch's pitch? Yeah. <laughs> Let's drink about it. <laughs> okay, I'll buy you a coke later. Yes. This kid's guy, this kid's so like insanely obsessed with this, it's like it's kind of scary. <laughs> Of course they are. Their rotation is so good. They have Derek Yep. 
they're, they're loaded. And they have the same line for the Hawks as well. So yeah. they're using the very tight time. They really use the long time shot. And I could see him making a run pretty. Yeah, I yeah. could easily see him making a run. <laughs> yep. Go Sox. LA. Angels. Yep. All these teams are. No, I mean, that's. I'm not a Houston fan. Well, you, you're from Dallas, so I should hope not. I'm not a Houston fan. I'm not a Houston fan. How scary is that? Yeah, I mean, when you're saying one of your worst hitters is Albert Pujols, a guy who just could crush the ball consistently yeah. if he really like could swing at it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Is he really? Yeah. You think? <laughs> yeah. Are they? No. Okay. So the Cubs broke their drought, and Red Sox. Are, the Indians are still the longest. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Who cares Wonder is he going to have uh, non-invasive surgery on that one too? <laughs> oh, good. I'm kind of sick of how they keep doing that, though, to be honest with you. <laughs> they keep going from. <laughs> uh, just be consistent, for God's sake. <laughs> yep, of all time. Boom. <laughs> it's going to be good. I can't wait. Uh. Is this before or after he's a Benedict Arnold and keeps training all their players? Ugh, that's so despicable. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't keep that in. I just, I hate that. I, uh, uh, how do you get? 
you're trading to the Yankees and you're literally getting nothing. I mean, if that doesn't scream trader, I don't know what does. If you're if if you're a Marlins fan, you should be pissed. You should be very pissed. Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't. Bastard. <laughs> Arguably one of the greatest shortstops in baseball history, no doubt. Doesn't seem to uh, be able to uh, learn to have common sense to come in out of the rain when it comes to managing. Excuse me, sorry, man. But he played for all those years. Oh God. Exactly. Oh so, wow. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> farm, farm. You, you said it. Farm team is the best description I think for the team that you're going to see from the Marlins. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Interesting pickups. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably the only person that remembers that, honestly, John. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Pujols. That's insane. That's just. Ugh. How old is he? Old. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm surprised he hasn't retired yet. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's a doable thing. Huh. No challenges like out in Boston where we got the Green Monster. Just saying. Oh, ha ha. Funny. Yeah, and you know what, I'm with, you know, coming from my family, my father's always been a Tigers fan, and, you know, he had a great respect for Verlander while he was up in Detroit because that wasn't an easy place to play for, like an easy team to play for if you're a star like Verlander. So I'm still pulling for Verlander. I hope he does, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him when he gets to 200. Which time? Um, yeah, there were there were twice. I remember being in I remember being in high school once, and then uh, a few years after that. Twenty fourteen, twenty ten, twenty twelve. 
2012. Yeah. And the same thing happened again, uh, like back in 2007 or something like that. Yeah. So. So. People don't forget. <laughs> and then, big section. Cartel Cologne. He is 10 wins away. He's 10 wins away. That's really impressive. That's, super That's really impressive. Yeah. I mean that that has something there. That that's definitely a factor when you've been playing forever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like it's like Frank Gore, for instance. You know, I know this is a different sport and everything like that. But he's going to exactly, he's been there forever. Yep, exactly. So. Yes, he is down in Miami now. Yep, he's down. More than likely. Oh, I hope he does. He's too old. <laughs> yep. If you need John, he'll be glued to any kind of TV or screen that's playing uh, Rangers baseball for the next, oh, I don't know, until October. Assuming they make it all the way to October. Okay. Keep dreaming. Have fun with that. Yeah. Red Sox take you out. <laughs> but this leads us to the top five. We are going to go over this week our uh, best games of the 2018 tournament so far. Um, John, you want to start us off with your list? I will start us off with my list. I think, um, I think number five, actually, the really good game is the Kansas Duke game as well. But before the Kansas Duke game, I had just more knowledge of You know, the yeah. wins over Miami, the wins over Tennessee. Definitely. Yeah, that was incredibly impressive. Yeah, you and me both. I don't doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, we got some we got some similarities uh, here here in mind. Well, I'll start from five and work my way up to one two. But uh, for me, number five was the UMBC over Virginia. I think that was while it was an historic win, it was still kind of a blowout. So you know, it was great to see that happen, but it was still a blowout. Uh, I've got Michigan over Houston in that uh, last second kind of buzzer beater. Right there at number four, the Loyola Chicago runs where their one game wins over Tennessee and Nevada. I've got tied for third in my list. And then before the Kansas Duke game was over, I had URI beating Oklahoma and OT as number one on my list because that was a phenomenal game. You and I watched that in the office, and obviously, oh no, you were not there. Okay, then you missed me screaming at the top of my lungs like while I was there, and Sean is flipping out at me and like you know wanting to kill me because she was on the phone. <laughs> 
But anyway, that's um, that was number two on my list now because Kansas beating Duke in OT. I mean, that's easily number one in my book as far as all the games we've seen so far. Easily. That. Yep. That that had the feeling of a national championship game right there. I mean, it was just you're holding your breath the whole time, and then when it goes to OT, uh, oh man, I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. Yep. It's hard to believe. Then we got to wait a whole another year before we get to see this kind of madness again. I know. Well, it makes me sad too. That's why we're talking about it because we enjoy it. Huh. Oh, well. So those are our top fives for the week. And uh, last but not least, of course, is our Bugsy's question of the week. For this week, we got for you, who do you have winning the national championship? John, who do you got? I'm just curious now. You do have Michigan? Yeah. No, I can see that. I'm still going to take Kansas. Yep. You, you could say that for Michigan, too. They're playing Loyola Chicago. I know. It's true. That's true. It's going to be a fun one either way. It'll be curious to see. Next week when we record, we'll be a day ahead of the national championship game. So we'll be able, yeah, we'll be able to do that next week. But uh, that's what we got for you this week, folks. We appreciate you tuning in as always. Don't forget to uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And uh, if you're ever in town, we do record these every Sunday at Bugsy's at 6.30. they got some great draft specials uh, here on Sundays as well as uh, some half-price drinks. So feel free to swing by. We'll always be here. And uh, as always, we appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week for the next episode of the Marty Mandate. We're out.